Hi, Grace Helbig. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. This one I'm very excited about. I might have come in a little hot on this episode. Uh, Our guest, Brian Husky, is absolutely fantastic. If you Google him, you will have, you'll recognize him from every commercial you've ever seen on television. Yep. Uh, As long as like, as well as bit parts in all of your favorite comedy shows. Yep. And the new thing, well, not new, because it came out the first special in 2016, uh, Mr. Neighbor's House. Yep. Which is based on Mr. Rogers. And you just saw the documentary. I just saw Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary last night, and then this morning watched Mr. Neighbor's House, which is a two-part special. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a third. We don't know yet. And it's nuts. It's so good. It's I I am obsessed with it. Yeah. I highly recommend. It's on Adult Swim. You can watch it for free on their website right now. I think... Um, so go check it out. It's just, it's dark, funny, interesting. It's just really good. Provoking. Yeah, no, it's, and it's just really well done. It's shot really well. Everyone that's in it, Brian's fucking fantastic in it. Yeah. Um, and so I was super excited to talk to him about it. Yeah. Brian is like one of those actors. Uh, he kind of talks about it in the, in the, in the interview where he's just like, oh yeah, I'm like a, that guy. Oh yeah. yeah, you're that guy. You're in that thing. And it's like, yeah, he's like, he kind of reminds me of like Steven Toblowski. He's just mm. like one of those like hilariously great, um, like character actors yeah. that just like appears in everything. And every time you see him, you're like, oh yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. He's just solid yeah, all the time. Always. always. Uh, but I feel like he's always like a secondary character in a lot of stuff that you see him in. And totally. Uh, yeah. Mr. Neighbor's uh, house is something that he's the, f- he's the big lead. Yeah. Which yeah. is just, I don't know. Exciting. Very yeah. cool. And he's most, I think he's most famous or I think he's most recognizable because of how many commercials he's been in. It's nuts. I didn't get the exact number, but I would be fascinated if any of you know the exact number of commercials I mean, that Brian Husky is in. It must be dozens and dozens and dozens. And it's interesting too, because like, I think you need a certain kind of resilience to oh, be and we talk a, about it a, a little commercial bit, actor. That it does eat your soul to feel like you're sold out to a company, but he talks really well about how he... Not just that, but auditioning. Yeah, no, it's it's so goddamn nuts. Also, just quick caveat for this episode. Uh, there happened to be construction happening directly behind us yeah. for a portion of this, so... It's not just, too loud, but it it's does... It's not too loud at all, but just know that we know, guys. <laughs> yeah, also, I forgot to turn off the alarm on yeah. my phone. Producer-director extraordinaire Whoop. Jack Ferry made the easiest rookie mistake. Uh, I'm so embarrassed, um, but you know what? I'm human, and we all make You're mistakes, human. and I regret it, and I apologize. It's in okay. It's okay. Um, We've all been there. Um, but yeah, so commercial auditioning, because like when you first came out here, you did a couple, and then at some point you were like, enough. What happened? I did. Well, I did a bunch <laughs> in New York City. For like three years, I went to commercial auditions, which just suck your soul, because you. I was living in Brooklyn. You take the subway in for like 40 to 50 minutes to a commercial audition place. You go into a room with a casting director that's miserable for like less than 30 seconds right and they know immediately it's whether you look the part that they want to cast right it's not about your ability necessarily to speak the words if there are any on the paper right um and then i booked a campaign for lowe's was i remember yeah i booked this campaign for lowe's which was the most intense audition process because the director really thought he was directing like avatar or something very very large and big 
And so the callback for the commercial, one, you see like everyone else that you know in comedy. I think Mamrie was at the callback even. Oh, wow. And you can hear the room, which is the worst thing ever. When you can hear someone auditioning sure. before you go in. And so the room is full of like marketing executives that work for the ad agency that's creating these spots for Lowe's, along with like Lowe's reps, along with the director. And it was a completely improvised <laughs> shoot because the whole commercial campaign was going to be me interviewing, quote, real um, Lowe's customers mm-hmm. and trying to get like their thoughts on paint and stuff like that. Right. But he made me, he was like, okay, pretend you're talking to me and try to convince me about how good Lowe's products are. And then I had to like do this basic improv game with him. And then he's like, and now you have to get louder. Like there's a an airport right next to you and jets are flying in. And so it's me bopping around <laughs> screaming about like getting people to love paint. And I left that room feeling so degrading, like embarrassed of like, ah, well, that's on tape. That exists somewhere in the world. <laughs> Didn't get that. And then found out I got it like a couple days later. Amazing. Really amazing. And also like the actual shooting process of the commercials was absolutely nothing like the audition really i think he was just like i want to see how far she'll go in terms of like because it doesn't seem like it wasn't a crazy commercial no but see they wanted it was bonkers because it is me and like interviewing people that they quote cast that are just real people that would shop at lowe's right but instead of getting like sound bites from them like full sentence sound bites i had an earpiece in that the director had a microphone hookup to. Oh. So he would tell me things in my ear to say, to like basically fuck with these people. Right. It was like punked. It was like exactly <laughs> like that. And I was like, he, he'd have me ask someone about like, what kind of paint color did you like? Oh, because you're newlyweds. Uh, and then he'd be like, ask them about their honeymoon. And then I would ask a question. And then instead of having them, if they weren't saying it in a full sentence, mm-hmm. he was... He was like, don't correct them, just be silent. So I'd have to like sit there like a serial killer, just in <laughs> silence on camera. And they'd look at me and they'd look at the cameraman and like the boom operator and oh, be man. like, are we okay? Is it? And he wanted them to just keep talking until he got something he could use in the commercial. Sure. It was uh, it was like That's... three days of intensity. Oh, wow. That took three days to shoot that commercial? Because no, there's like a... There's like six of them. Oh, okay. It was a whole campaign. Yeah, it was I a see. whole campaign. And it's funny because it... <laughs> I think it says, I think they're online still. It's like Grace Helbig, like not actual Lowe's employee because I'm wearing like the outfit like I am. Right. And everyone at the time thought that I booked that because I was doing YouTube. That they're like, look, Grace booked a brand deal with Lowe's. And I was like, no. No, I auditioned like everyone else. Yeah. And after that, I was like, kind of like, check off bucket list did a commercial okay i don't don't need to do that i don't want to do that again yeah the thing about commercials is like you know they pay well if you're a if you're a young actor but at the same yeah, time the residuals like, are nuts yeah but they are um not exactly creatively fulfilling no you sell your soul <laughs> of the devil a little bit yeah. on them but thank you lowe's i still shop at you <laughs> i feel a little pang in my heart a little pitter patter every time i go in and look for succulents um but we're gonna get into more about the glamorous world of commercial auditioning and here are two of uh, his worst commercial auditions, and which is so funny. They're fantastic and give me like hope. And they like, give me anxiety when he was explaining. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Maybe I should fix the way that I think about hope. Maybe, uh, <laughs> but it's it's pretty 
pretty fantastic. Um, so we won't take up your time anymore, guys. Uh, let's get into this episode of Not Too Deep with Brian Husky. Not, not too deep with Grace Halbeck. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Casper. Yes. The sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. And now they have three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry, a.k.a. your body. And I got to say, I have the Wave. Oh. I just got it. Mm -hmm. And it is... The most comfortable bed I've ever slept on. Wow. Highly recommend it. If you can, check it out. The wave is awesome. Let me guess. It has a breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. Yes. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, and it really is small. Because I ordered a California King. It's confusingly small. Like, this thing is smaller than my fridge. And I ordered a California King and I was like, there's a, this is an error. Yeah. And then it just sort of... Like after you like take the that's shrink exactly wrap off. how it sounds when you take it out of <laughs> and the box. it inflates. Um, anyway, it's delivered right to your door in this small box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. And the best part is you can be sure your per- of your purchase because they have a 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. Three months. So you got three months S- to decide. Slightly more than three months. Yeah, if you are wildly indecisive, don't worry about having to make a very final decision immediately. You get some chance to think about it. I decided to get the wave. Why the wave? Because of this line right here. You spend one third of your life sleeping. Jeez. So you if should lucky. be comfortable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, if, um, if you guys are interested in trying one out, just remember there's 100 days. You can try it risk-free. Mm-hmm. You can also get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash grace and using grace at checkout. That's casper.com slash grace. Offer code grace for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Not, not too deep. Guess what, Jack? What's that, Grace? Today's episode is sponsored by The Beyond Burger. Ooh, I've heard about this. Yes, it's an uncompromisingly delicious plant-based burger that's packed with protein and better for you and the planet. I've heard about this, uh, and they tell us that it's The Beyond Burger is not your hippie college roommate's veggie burger. Mm-mm. It is a sizzling sensation created for meat lovers everywhere in fact that's the only plant-based burger that is so meaty it's sold in the meat case at the grocery stores nationwide which i found surprising because there's no actual meat in the burger not even in the slightest that's how confident they are that this is the closest to actual meat without having meat yeah of all burgers the beyond burger is made from simple ingredients applied in fresh ways they use protein from peas potato starch and coconut oil without gluten soy or gmos no GMOs. GMOs. The delicious. GMOs. GMOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's. I like to pronounce every letter. If they're all caps, <laughs> I'm gonna pronounce them all. Uh, the delicious plant-based Beyond Burger comes with less baggage and more benefits, so you can eat what you love and feel better while doing it. So this summer, add some sizzle to your grill with this revolutionary burger that satisfies even the most ravenous of carnivores. And Grace, I've tried it. You've had it. I can tell you. Tell me what it's like. It's fantastic. And I am a meat eater. I was pescatarian for a while, so I've eaten a ton of veggie burgers in my day. And this was beyond all of those other burgers. Hey, good name. Yeah, they named it appropriately. It was delicious. It had like a very similar texture to meat. It cooked just like meat. It was, I mean, it tasted... You know, as close to meat as I've found with any sort of plant-based burger. So, highly, highly recommend. I'll definitely have to try it. And Mm -hmm. if you guys are ready to taste the future of protein made from plants, 
Visit beyondmeat.com slash grace and click on the where to find button to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com slash grace. Oh, I should have brought some of my daughter's slime. Um, really? I want to get into that too. Yeah, are you due to follow my daughter? On I just looked this up and had to like reaffirm that this was your daughter's mm-hmm. account. <laughs> I was like, doggo slimies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing, right? I've, I've been very impressed by my f- uh, friends who have been like, oh, what is this slime thing? And then they've gotten pretty. Ab- addicted to it like they've discovered like oh i think i like the little it's smacky snappy sounds the sounds yeah we had nikki glazer on the podcast a while ago and we talked about asmr because i'm i'm not an asmr yeah yeah like it doesn't affect me in the way that it soothes and calms other people that are into it um but your your daughter's found a, a a niche which is incorporating two of the internet's hottest trends slime mm-hmm. yeah. and asmr yeah, yeah. in some weird bizarre kind of soothing way yeah. I mean, when you look at these videos of her, she's just putting her hand into the slime that she's made. Yeah. And making what... It's satisfying, I, Grace. But it, it, People me, find it very satisfying. I can't get past the fact that it sounds like <laughs> fart sounds. Yeah. She'll hold. She'll come up behind me and like have a handful of slime and go... <laughs> and she's like, is that satisfying? It's like, no, it sounds like I've been fart attacked. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. Does, and she makes all of it herself? Yeah. My house is decimated. I tried to make slime once and it was unsuccessful. So she is a true entrepreneur. She is. is it, she, does she sell the slime? She she has a she has an Etsy shop. She sold four. Oh my god! Far. Can we get in contact with her for a future episode? Yeah. I'd love to bring her on and oh talk more about this. She would love that. She would uh, love that. That's. But you seem like a very supportive father. I am. Uh, I saw. Sorry to stalk you, but yeah. I went through the the gram and saw that she had graduated, and you were just posting very like wonderfully supportive, embarrassing yeah. things. Yeah. And being someone that's in entertainment that does comedy that she can access via her phone constantly. Is there mm. anything that you've done that she's proud of? <laughs> no, she's ashamed of everything I do. Got everything it. I do. She's okay, just doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, no, she is. She's like at that age where she's, she's 11. So she's kind of reluctantly mm-hmm. expressive of okay. things. Uh, but she's really proud of me doing Bob's Burgers. She's really into that. That's cool. Um, she's been this Mr. Neighbor's house. She's proud of, but she can't. She saw the pilot. We did a pilot of it first, okay. and that was like three year, three and a half years ago. Because she didn't grow up with Mr. Rogers, yeah, she's so unfamiliar with her reference. No, no yeah. but it, yeah. you know, and so she's like, "Oh, this is kind of a slow paced kid show," and then it gets really dark, and <laughs> she's like, "That part scared me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that must be a great like crowdsource litmus test within your own home mm-hmm. to figure out like what do you what do you watch on TV? What do you like? Yeah, well, I'm so proud of her and the, and the, that she found uh, Freaks and Geeks on her own. Really, oh, wow. uh, The Office, like uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Great taste. I know, and I was like, you yeah, know, because like if the- I if I suggest it, she's like, no, yeah. But if she like if she finds it. It's, then you have this just sense of pride that she's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Freaks and Geeks was a, that was a big one. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. How did, I mean, that's, yeah, deep dive, I guess, to find that if you're 11 right now. That's yeah. Nuts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Mr. Neighbor's House. Because so it, we started. This is happening. Oh, yeah, yeah it's already happening. Going, oh, it's just yeah. so fluid. It's just, we <laughs> it just feels like calm. <laughs> we got all of our tension about LaCroix out of the way before we started. Oh, that's so, so divisive. That was our, yeah, that's our warm up. That was our litmus <laughs> test for you. What does he choose? Uh, yeah, Mr. Neighbor's House, I 
was telling you that I just saw Won't You Be My Neighbor last night. And I I grew up like sort of like Mr. Rogers was in my wheelhouse, but not something I paid much attention to. How old are you? I'm 32. Yeah. So, that's... so it was there, but it wasn't something I watched regularly. There's something weird about like a grown man taking off his shoes, even <laughs> at a young age that I felt like un- slightly uncomfortable by. Yeah. So going and seeing that, I was like, oh, this presented it in like its whole form and how wonderfully like yeah. amazing and progressive he was at the time and how interesting and fascinating and calm he was. Yeah. And then you guys shit all over that. <laughs> well, I do want to like, I want to emphasize like it, it's been weird the timing of this with that documentary because, because you start the first one came out in like 2016. Yeah. Mr. Neighbor's house. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's, it, it's not Mr. Mr. Rogers is sort of like the jumping off point. Right. No, that's what you guys do so well in the second one yeah. is that you make a real like specific delineation from it being exactly right. like the first one. Yeah. And then hopefully in the first one, it, you know, it's just sort of kids show. But that. Yeah. We chose that one because we looked at all these different, you know, versions of kids shows and we wanted one that that since it centers on one person. Mm hmm. We wanted there to be a central character and we wanted all the issues like for him to be able to to uh, to be gentle to the audience, but harsh on himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a weird pain. Yeah. That is like, yeah, very understandable, but sensitive and sweet and like silent. That yeah. was the thing that I thought you guys did so well. in the first one is captured like his okayness with silence. Mm hmm. And patience with just dead air yeah. that I didn't realize until I watched his doc last night that that's what he would just do is just be silent yeah, yeah. and let people like feel uncomfortable. And that basically is the call and response thing that's built in. Like, mm-hmm. What do you think? And you give time for the kids to be like, I like it, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so his, his having like Mr. Neighbor's house, the show and stuff is his sort of like uh his framework or his protection to, to to the issues he's dealing with and stuff. And so he wants to make, he wants to make sure that the show goes right and it all mm-hmm. kind of keeps together. And when it starts to get a little too truthy, a little too close to what he's scared of, he snaps. Oh, and it's great. Yeah. It's for, I mean, did you guys do a lot of like kid show watching research before coming to this idea of wanting to make this show? Well, or? We had, it, it was a conversation after after a uh, improv show. We did at Upright Citizens Brigade mm-hmm. where we were just talking about regional kids shows and how because they have super low budgets and, they, yeah. and they're kind of inherently shitty and and not not well thought out, they had a kind of weird menace to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, it's kind of like, come so in true. my basement and watch this kids show I'm doing. <laughs> right. oh. So we were just talking about the things we grew up with and we just had the idea that it might be funny for me to, to be an unhinged host. And then, and then, you know, we, I wanted to do a thing. We were just like, it's, it's, he's, he's a fucked up host of a kid's show. And I didn't want to do something that adult swim gives you the permission to do whatever. And sometimes too much, whatever is just boring like you can heighten out of an idea right. way fast and you're like okay this is everything's crazy and it, yeah. it has no weight to it There's so. no, it's not smart yeah yeah i, I think so. no you guys did it with like restraint which is really smart right i thought that's what was really f- cool and interesting about it is that you didn't know where it was going to go but you still were totally invested yeah. in this thing i think it makes it easy it, more interesting for us to have had a we have a story and a backstory for him because mm-hmm. if we get that right 
then we can drop in jokes wherever we need. Yeah. Was there always a plan for the second one or did that? Because the first one is the, the great thing is that they're com- they're pretty complete as individual pieces or yeah. individual specials. Right. Was there always the plan for the second one? Well, there was always the hope. The ho- oh, got as it. there is <laughs> now with the, the third one. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's what I was going to ask. Is there going to be more? I don't know. I okay. mean, Adult Swim is, it, you know, they're like a cool record shop. You know, yeah. they barely want people to be able to find them. But if you find them, then mm-hmm. you're cool too. And then... Maybe you hang around long enough, they let you come to the show. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just a lot of kind of like people just, that don't make eye contact that are yeah, giving you notes on your creative. A lot yeah. of mumbling, kind of like that's cool, yeah, whatever. It's like, did you like it? Did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> invested. What's been? Because um, you started in comedy in like what I consider like real comedy, like face to face with audiences and improv and that sort of thing. And I've I did some of that in New York, and I exist mostly on the internet now, right. and so having things like uh, Mr. Neighbor's House available, like streaming, what's the internet feedback? Do you read comments? Do you go through like social media? I, I If they put it on my social media, I read mm-hmm. it. I try. This is maybe so old. I can't figure out Reddit. <laughs> I can't get the darn thing. To, I'm trying to read it or Reddit. I don't know what it is. Like I literally, I was trying to put a fucking GIF on there, and I was like, I don't know. I think I just erased like some database for like a hospital. <laughs> yeah, get doggo to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll know. She'll be uh, your lifeline. Totally. But yeah, I, I, the first one I did, I, mm-hmm. I sort of sought it out and stuff. But this one, if it you know, I have like a Google alert and if it kind of pops up, but it is weird. I don't know if you have the, I mean, it is similar in that. Well, no, it's not similar. It's like my, yeah, I get the audience feedback. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that worked. That didn't work and right. stuff. And this, especially being an adult swim, you just kind of throw it out there and it just Like a exists. pebble in a pond. Yeah. And you wonder what happens with yeah. it. Yeah. And then it's, and it's weird after all, all the, you know, promotional push and having to pay for it myself. That's (laughs) That's the other thing. I'm like, come on, guys, I want something. (laughs) But, you know, it's just a weird part of the biz, guys. It is interesting how they do a lot of this sort of one-off thing. I remember when um, that Too Many Cooks video came out. It was Mm. just like everyone was talking about it. And I was like, is this a show? Yeah. Nope. Just a a one-off. I think that's kind of cool, though, because it gives you an opportunity to... Because not everything has the legs to be an entire series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of cool that they, they can, you know, do do these kind of one-offs. Well, they, yeah, when we did it as a, as a pilot, we did as a, one of those 15-minute things. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, honestly was very shocked that they didn't pick it up because um, the head of Adult Swim just said, like, you know, if I like something, I pick it up and I love this. And I yeah. was like, great, we're in. Done. And then they didn't. But I, you know, I've done, I've done a few shows for Time Warner, Turner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, everybody... F- fucking works for coke or amazon now and so yeah. <laughs> if something good doesn't work it's because it doesn't fiscally make sense at yeah. some point and i was well, like okay that's cool but um but they were you know he to, to his credit and he's brilliant um mike lazo he was like i think this show would benefit from a longer format but we can't do a a, a series so if you want to do this a special and kind of you know, pat it out a little bit. Interesting. And that helped us, I think. That's great. But then you get to sit in this like weird limbo of mm-hmm. wondering if it gets to keep going or I not. Know. <laughs> I know. It's fun. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> this weird, yeah, creative purgatory. Yeah. So cool. The diplomatic way of saying exciting <laughs> sucks. <laughs> um, how long have you been doing improv for in total? Jeez. Ugh. 
so long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, a, an amount of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so we're having the Del Close Improv Marathon this weekend in New York, and yeah. it's the 20th anniversary. Wow. So probably 20, either 21 or 22 years. Wow. Yeah. And how did that, because you're from North Carolina, yes, right? Yes, Okay. And then you moved to New York from them? I moved to New York to, I was a photographer. Right, you were a photographer assistant, and that's how you met Cordry? Yeah, kind of. I okay. moved I moved up there to go to photo school. Okay. I've been working for like a like a weekly kind of village voice kind of paper in the South mm -hmm. went there for a year. Um, and then I was the next year I was assisting and trying to do my own stuff. And Rob and I became roommates through a mutual friend. Got it. And he was like, after a while, he's like, you're funny. And he was doing a <laughs> sketch group. He's like, you're funnier than my sketch group. We should do something together. Oh, interesting. And I, I mean, this is like we were talking about before. This is basically the same story I tell every time. Are you sure. But, but I mean, that's how exciting. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just wanted, I've always wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. it's in, I have a framed speech I wrote in second grade that I wanted to be a comedian when I grew up. That's sweet and sad. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's like, but I, I delayed it so much because I kept kind of trying and I think I was just. If you don't fully try, then you never fail. Exactly. Yeah. But it also became like this Kilimanjaro mountain that I just mm. was like, it's getting bigger and bigger to climb this, <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to the mount, you know? Yeah, that's nuts. So. I just, I really needed somebody to be like, you, Are you good. can do this. Yeah. And I had the same, I realized I had the same thing. I think a lot of actors and performers have this with like agents and managers. When they deem you worthy to, mm -hmm. for them to work for you, but you sense that you're working for them. That there's this weird like parents, I need to impress them and yeah. I get their respect, but yeah. they're also kind of technically quote unquote my employees. And they are, yeah. they are not technically, yeah. they are flat out. <laughs> yeah. You give them some of what the money you make yeah. that they help you earn. But you don't want to let them down. Yeah. But they're always just like, you know, mm -hmm. they have this, this, this power. It's a power it's, balance. It is. Um, it's a lot like, it's a, it's like pimping and whoring. That's exactly <laughs> for any of you out there that wanted when Ryan's advice the business, about the industry. Uh, start out, start out as a street, you know, on the street corner and get a sense of it. <laughs> Suck a dick in an alleyway and then you know, do your audition. See what happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how long did you guys live together, you and Rob? Oh God, it was like everything's like oh God. So long. <laughs> I think it was either four or five years. Wow. Did yeah. you guys have roommate rules of like? Um, not really. He put up with my overweight, diabetic, uh, very dirty, butted cat, Mildred. Oh, cat. Okay. Cat. I was waiting for the end of that sentence. No, no. That could be anything. <laughs> uh, no, it was my cat who, when I would go away, my cat would go and throw up on his pillow. Oh. As a, as a acting out thing. So you established dominance, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh and you God. would like claim your territory. Uh, no, we were, we were pretty, um. Uh, Pretty chill with each other. It's cool. That's great. He's one of my best friends in the world. Yeah, you guys work together a lot. Yeah. And the whole improv community, which is something I think is so cool, is you guys get to work with each other. It felt like mm -hmm. all the cameos in Mr. Neighbor's House are all people I've seen on stage before at yeah. UCB, yeah. at Del Close, all the, you know, on TV, that it must be nice to have this like Rolodex of community to be like, this, my friend's perfect for this role. Well, it makes it easier. Yeah. Like, I talked to this commercial uh, uh, director that I've worked with for a few times, and I was just like, "Thank you for keep, you know, keep keeping me around and right. stuff." He's like, 
honestly, it's because you make my job easier. Like it's so I, irreliable. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 if you're taking if you're taking just one or two of the you know problems that might arise out mm-hmm. of the equation, things are that much better. And I, and one of the best bits of advice I ever got from uh, uh, Matt Walsh, who was one of my teachers, he was like, "You just in." In doing comedy, I think the best thing is like you you find people you vibe with and then you produce things that you feel like you're is a voice and mm-hmm. then that voice and goes out into culture and hopefully it kind of catches on and then you elevate it or you change it yeah. and stuff. Um and I think that was for me, that was an interesting way of like, oh, that is a that is a way to figure out what my voice is because my friends and my community are a reflection of what I like and who yeah. I am and all that kind of stuff. So that's very cool. Yeah. It's seemingly like second nature but it's wonderful to hear it like that philosophy out loud and just be kind of like reaffirm that yeah yeah that's what i should be doing i really think it took me this long to to even formulate that sentence (laughs) because i think i remember at one point it was a i was in a sketch group with rob and seth morris and Uh john ross bowie and yeah we saw that throwback photo you posted on your instagram yeah yeah (laughs) and um and we, at one point, you know, we're trying to figure out what our types were. Sure. You know, because we were kind of like, you know. White, all of you. We're all white. <laughs> we're all obsessed with Mr. Show. And so they're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, the prototypes are like the conservative one and the, you know, the alt- right. alternative one. And I think I was resistant to the idea that I kind of came off as like what I get cast as now is like middle management, you know, professors and doctors uh-huh. and all this kind of stuff. Um and so once I realized, like, oh, that's how people perceive me, but I can sort of have my own take on it within the packaging that I am. Right. That was good. Yeah. No, that's freeing in a way. Yeah, yeah. I, you don't feel, like, pulled down by this typecasting. Right. It's a way to kind of subvert it a little yeah. bit own it. So let's talk about, you've been in every commercial that's existed on TV. I know. And, I, bl- and I believe in all the products. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. They're all great. <laughs> uh, what's, and I imagine... Or tell me if I'm wrong. I assume that people come up to you on the street constantly and they look at you and you're familiar looking, but yeah. they can't place you sometimes. Yeah, I'm a that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like What's I, the, like the strangest encounters you've had with people? Well, the, one of the weirdest ones was someone's like, hey, I know you. What what stuff have you done? And I was like, um, Which is fun to say your resume out yeah, loud. Yeah, let me <laughs> list a bunch of stuff. And I said, um, well, uh, I was on Parks. No, I was on the Goldbergs because mm-hmm. uh, I had just recently done one. It's like, I just did a Goldbergs. He's like, no, you didn't. And I was like, well, I think I did. Oh. And he's like, no, it's my favorite show and I would know and you weren't on there. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm a I lunatic. Guess, well, yeah, he lived your life experience more than you did. Yeah, so yeah. he knows. For I, you're sure. clearly a hallucination I'm having right now. So I'm not going to engage it with you. It was cool that he set you straight, though. Yeah, no, yeah. it was cool. It was great. Yeah, you always need a fact checker. Yeah, totally. And a complete stranger is the best kind to have. The weirdest thing is when is some people are not great at kind of clocking you in a subtle way. And oh yes, yeah, but looking at so I'm sure true. when you go to the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. you were like having people look at you and, and you have and you're noticing all of it. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like they'll give you a look that it's almost like it's like, why does everybody hate me here? <laughs> <laughs> They're giving me this kind of like confused, disgusted look. <laughs> did I do something wrong did here I, last time? Did I murder someone? <laughs> did I black out again? Uh the alternative how long have you been in Los Angeles? Uh I think either 12 or 13 years. Okay. Tw- uh, let, me, let me do math. If I came here in 2006, 
August of 2006. A hundred years. Uh, 12, years. 12 years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, what's the years. reverse? Have you ever had a fangirl moment where you've seen someone in oh. the wild in LA that you've been like, oh my God. I saw Michael Palin. Uh-huh. No, not Michael Palin. Eric Idle. Sorry. Oh, awesome. Um, at a, um, I do uh, some stuff for Veep. And so they were uh-huh. having like a, a fan art show. And his daughter owns this little gallery on Melrose that just showed that has a lot of these kind of things. And so he was there. Mm -hmm. And I got so like genuinely (laughs) flummoxed and and flushed and sweaty and pant and like nervous. So nervous. And somebody was like, just go talk to him. He loves the show. I'm sure he knows your character. I was like, I can't, I can't. (laughs) And I would I was like, I was a mess. And I loved I I Did you go talk to him? No. No. I didn't. And do you do you kind of hate that you didn't? I don't know. It's like one of those things like I don't know. It would have been, it could have been. I mean, what were the scenarios? I I assume that you had dialogue in your head forming if you had to run into him of what you would have said. Were there any scenarios that you were like, here's what I'm going to say? I would probably, I would probably just say, I'm sure you get this a lot, but I need (laughs) to express to you how much what you do means to me and how much it affected my life. Yeah. Um, You know, and hopefully that would. Well, he's a huge fan of the podcast, so he'll hear it. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's so, the biggest poster on your... Okay, he's on our Reddit for yeah. the thread, just like going Oh, he can figure it out, nuts. but I can't. You'll yeah. just have to trust I mean, us. He's, he's on Reddit. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but then the weird thing is I saw him the other day in Atwater Village, uh-huh. walking down the street. And I was like, oh, was Eric Idle. Wait, you saw him again? I did see him again. Wait, so you've had two drive-bys with him and yeah. you haven't said anything? No. All right, Ryan, the third come one. On, get it together. I know. <laughs> There's got to be a. We have to be seated in some weird. Wouldn't context. maybe this is like the beginning of like a cool like bro rom com. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. This is your meet cute. You yeah, yeah, exactly. Are they gonna meet? Oh my <laughs> We're God. shopping in the grocery store on either side of the same aisle. <laughs> like just uh, missing each other. <laughs> I mean, he might be on a podcast professing that he's not willing to talk to you I, and he's run by you twice now oh God, and he yeah. doesn't know how to come he's up like, to oh, you. That, that guy is in all the commercials. The guy, yeah. I love commercials. I love <laughs> these commercials. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a con- consumer. I'm like, everyone really knows I'm a huge commercial head. Bad <laughs> <laughs> um, head. Speaking of commercials, the, my experience with the audition process for commercials is bad. Ooh, it's the worst. Yeah. Do Especially you, in LA. It's like notoriously terrible. I, I, stopped, <laughs> I stopped auditioning for commercials when I moved out here because it, I got, it just got to me. Yeah. And it broke me yeah, a yeah. little bit. When, well, a lot of it is like you're taking on the bitterness of the person running the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. There, like, there's yeah, a lot of... there was one guy in New York I remember going to over and over and over that literally just hated his life every single time mm-hmm. you walked in the room and mm-hmm. you were just like, I'm inconveniencing you by being here, yeah. but you'd also need people to audition. Yeah. I don't know what this kind of emotional turmoil <laughs> That's is. That's a weird vibe to get. Yeah, yeah. Totally. What is, do you have a particularly terrible commercial audition that sticks out or has it been repressed deep, deep down? Uh, yeah, there's two. Okay. Uh, so the first one, um, it w- and it was for a, like a regional bank in the Midwest. Perfect. And yeah, so high stakes. <laughs> Again, I believe in the product. <laughs> and I did the audition and then I came back and I did the take. And and it was this guy who had like pressed jeans oh, and, no. a, and a kind of blousy linen white shirt. <laughs> and he was very... Is, it, is it like a guru? No, but, but he had, he kind of looked like Mike Pence. He okay. had that kind of gray, kind of like... Got it. And... um. 
and I did the take and uh and he was like okay can you do it again but this time not be so retarded and I was like excuse me he's like I don't know you're just coming off like like really retarded and like you're a retarded person he just kept saying this over and over a regional bank yeah and I was like and and so the 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 breakdown was horrifying. a uh, <laughs> in, it, it, like in all caps, uh-huh. extremely awkward, socially terrified to be on camera. So everything was like over the top. And yeah. I just did the take that I did in for the you know the initial audition. And so I was like, oh, so the, the feedback is for me to be less retarded. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was like, yeah, I just don't seem like a retard when you do it. Oh, my God. Wow. And I was like, okay. And I did it. I did it again. Uh-huh. And then I think he said something else, kind of derogatory. And I ended up getting it. Oh God! You did. I did. You booked it. I booked it. And then at the at the at the the fitting. But also, if you book that after that feedback, you must have so much anxiety going into the shooting <laughs> well, process. This is what I did at the at the at the oh, fitting. Man. I said, "Can I talk to you, please?" And uh-huh. he was like, "Sure." I was like, "I have to let you know that if if the way that you." ran the room for the callback is how the set's going to go. I'm not going to do this job because I've never been so uh, insulted during an audition process. You don't know what my, the context of my life is. Right. I very easily could have someone in my life who is mentally handicapped. Mm -hmm. And I do, in fact, at the time, my manager's son had Down syndrome and he Mm -hmm. was dealing with a lot of that stuff. And he was like, oh gosh, should I... I didn't know that I came off that way. I was like, well, the words you're using were very offensive and, you know, inappropriate. And he was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. It's just as a director, it's so hard to find the words to get people to do stuff. Oh and I was like, well, that was your fucking job. You yeah. wow. You're a director of a regional bank commercial yeah. and you could have used 10,000 other yeah. ways. To just say <laughs> tone it down or not so. <laughs> or maybe something different. Yeah. Let's try a different take on this. Yeah. So that was, oh, that was crazy. And then, so, so there's that one. What's the other one that's, uh, oh yeah, there's this guy that I hate. He always runs a room out in Santa Monica <laughs> and we, and he's super bitter and he, everyone Everyone hates him. And so we were doing this. <laughs> we were doing this this thing where it's three of us. And he kind of gave the, you know, okay, guys, you're gonna do this, da, 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 you know, talking down to us. And uh-huh. we're like, okay. And all the guys I knew uh just were familiar and we're all, you know, good and competent. Yeah. And we did a take and he was like, <sighs> Okay, guys, here's the deal. If I was directing this and I just lost it and I was like, are you directing this? Uh-huh. Are you directing the commercial? And then one of the other guys was like, yeah, are you the director? Because <laughs> we want to get out of here and we did a good take. So just if you want to do another one and everybody just like fucking. Piled on. Yeah, piled yeah. on. <laughs> wow. And and we did another take and we just left and stuff. And everybody was, out, was outside. <laughs> we kind of like high five each other. <laughs> <laughs> like took it down. Yeah, fuck you. Wow. So basically, it was a group therapy session for all it of was. you guys to get your anger out on this person that you all hate. But it was like <laughs> he needed to. I, I've seen him at another uh, thing, mm-hmm. and there's this woman who hasn't done that many clearly, mm-hmm. and he was giving her the most fucking just like waiting for Guffman bullshit direction of just uh. like 
what is the backstory of this woman who's considering Ugh. getting spectrum cable? You know, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. And she's like, I don't know. She wants to get a better she cable. And she's wants, like, but why? She wants like, to watch Bravo. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like, you're. Oh, oh that's so fun and nuts. Yeah. But at least you guys were in it together. Yeah, totally. Three Musketeers. Totally. Did you book it too? No, no, oh, okay. that one. That All one. Right. I think I was <laughs> clearly angry on camera. <laughs> yeah, I know. There must be a, a plethora, an archive of audition tapes that yeah. you've done that exists out there in the ether somewhere. Yeah, where I just look miserable. <laughs> just just a cog it. in the machine yeah. going through it. I would, I, if, if anyone, you know, wants my take on it, it's just like, do do whatever is either entertaining to you or funny to you. Yeah. Don't most of the time you can sense that the person doesn't know what's going on. And oh, if yeah. they don't know what's going on, just do your thing. That's I stopped know. commercial auditioning just because I couldn't give in. I'm so stubborn that I like I couldn't give in to like the tide commercial yeah. and like sincerely being Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's terrible. One time they I had to do a commercial audition for um like a laundry soap, not tie, but something similar. And they're like, do you like kids? Because I had to play like a mom. Mm -hmm. And this is, I was probably 25 and I looked like I was 12. And yeah. I was like, sure. Yeah. yeah, of course I do. Then they brought in like three triplets. Oh, God. And they were like, here, hold the kid now and do it again. And I just broke out in hives. Like ah! completely. <laughs> I was just oh, like, you're allergic to youth. Yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to responsibility, uh -huh. basically. Yeah. Oh, um, so that tape is out there somewhere in the ether. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing I cannot do. You know, the ones that are the kind of like false yeah. chipperness. It has to be funny because when I do it, it just sort of feels like I'm like drown drowning a puppy with a smile on my face. <laughs> I'm just like, sure, I believe this. <laughs> oh my God. Um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Uh, uh, when we get back with Brian Husky, we have a ton of Twitter questions that I think are okay. really fun. So okay. we'll get into that right after this. Well, who's what commercial? No, no, no. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Tomboy X. It is time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. You guys know I truly believe in that sentiment. Underwear with more frills than function underwear your mom got you to femme you up. It's time to wear underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself, and that is Tomboy X. Tomboy X has everything from bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts to soft bras and racer back bras, all in everyday basic colors and fun seasonal prints. And all with the options from extra small to 4X. Regardless of where you fall in the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. So go to TomboyX.com Grace and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Not Too Deep with Grace listeners will get an extra 15% off with the code Grace, G-R-A-C-E. Just the code Grace, G-R-A-C-E for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash Grace. Uh, we're back with Brian Husky. Yay! Hey, what's up? <laughs> he has a wide range of characters <laughs> that you'll see throughout the rest of this podcast. Um, before we get into Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that's on the podcast. Great. And the first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Ooh. Mm. Um... Right now, Trump. Yeah. 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 I would try to, I would, if I could, I'd put it in a cannon. 
<laughs> so that it would really hurt him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a question for you. Um, as a comedian, how where do you toe the line between like using social media to talk politically versus using it solely as like promotion and comedy stuff? Um, or do you have that line for yourself? I don't I like social media stuff. I I it there's not a constance. Like yeah. I, I, I realized that for a while I was kind of like, I'm angry, I'm gonna put something up. Um, yeah, you know, or and then I but I, I did if I I do more stuff on my Instagram. Instagrams and Twitter. Um, Which makes sense. You were photography. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I don't know. Twitter kind of stresses me out. It stresses me out too. Yeah. Oh, man. Lately, so much. I have to like log out every yeah. day because yeah. I get too overwhelmed. I just can't that yeah. much. I, I, I will get lost in it. Yeah. And but, yeah. but if I, if I did put something up and someone kind of came at me, mm-hmm. I would, I would always try to engage them not as an enemy, but just like, okay, I want to know what you think. Yeah, fellow This human. is what I think. What do you think? Yeah, find yeah, out the why. The same thing. Yeah, because, and I had that with a relative of mine in uh, North Carolina who's <laughs> very Trumpy. Really? And he was just sort of like, oh, you sound like a cook, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, don't, come on, just let's talk to each uh, yeah, other. Yeah, have some respect between yeah. two diverging ideas. And it and took a while. It, it took a real, like it took some. But did you break them down eventually? Yeah, eventually into- I was like, well, I really want to know why you believe and mm-hmm. what you think and stuff. And I'm not going to say you're wrong because everyone's belief system is their perspective on the world. Totally. And unfortunately, we have some pretty, you know. Shaky foundations. Yeah, it's some, some, you know, the opposite sides of the coins going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know. My big takeaway is that everybody wants to be safe. Yeah. And everybody wants to protect their family and, and what they have. Yeah. And that's all that's all anybody does. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are ranges of how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then who who is deemed as a threat and yeah. who is deemed as a, you know, ally. So Social media fun. Woo! Figuring Yay! it out. That about sums it up, though. That, I mean, that's that's, it really that's, does. that's the best way to put it because you can boil everything down to pretty much just that. Yeah. yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. End of the day, everybody goes home and just just like you know, everybody's insecure. Yeah. At, at, at least twenty times a day. At least. <laughs> at least. Oh, that's me on a Only good 20? day. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> wait, is that what that, time is it? That, oh, wait, that's no, the, no. The other, there's another one. There's right? another hard hitting question that I ask every single guest. Great. Um, to tell us your worst pants shitting story, mm. but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Mine. Oh, it, you have one immediately. Yeah, this is my favorite. Yeah, when yeah, a guest has one yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Um, let's see. Did I just get three words? <laughs> three words or three small phrases or any combination of that. Okay. Um, uh, series regular <laughs> callback <laughs> veep. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, paints up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. All right. No follow up questions. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. You've been through the ringer. I have. <laughs> okay. Let's get into these Twitter questions that okay. we have for you. Um, Kita Cotter wants to know what's the weirdest thing you've seen in someone's house. I saw that one uh-huh. online, and I've been racking my brain <laughs> trying to think about the weirdest. <laughs> what's the weirdest thing that you think you have in your house? Because I'm sure you have, in being in comedy and sketch, a variety of props or things that you've collected over the years. I don't know. Like I think I've per. I did a lot. A big old. You're purge. an adult. Yeah, yeah that's I'm good. An adult now. <laughs> uh, I did. Like it's. Uh, I can't remember whose house it was, but they had a, 
a problematic number of sofas in their house. <laughs> what? Just sofas. Were you in an Ethan Allen? I don't know. It was like in New York. And so it was a, a tiny place anyway. Uh-huh. And I was some friend of a friend. And I was like, but like in one room, he had like five couches and then one in his bed. Like just so many couches. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. And, it's a bizarre and it really feng shui. Went, no way to move through the house. It's just kind of like <laughs> sliding sideways everywhere. <laughs> And just imagine he's always lounging. Yeah. Lounges just, across the room. He's afraid. It's lava on the floor. Yeah. He doesn't want to touch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he has narcolepsy. He has to be ready yeah, at any time. Oh, God, I'm going. <laughs> it is, one of them, is one of them a fainting couch? Yeah. Um, they all become fainting couches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bing Bong Boop wants to know, why <laughs> did the Brian Husky expose all his secrets on his Twitter profile photo? It's all in the beard, folks. All caps. Um... Why did I expose all your secrets in your Twitter your profile photo? This guy's got a, he's got something going on. They're angling. Right. Yeah. He's for got something. something. That's a very inside joke. Um, he's saying that my beard holds a lot of secrets, mm-hmm. right? Um, I like, some people like to have their hearts on their sleeve. I like to have my heart on my face. On your face. Yeah. That's good. That's a- <laughs> um, I, the funny thing too, and I'm sure you know this obviously is that when you look up Brian Husky, it's like a chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> do you guys talk? No, <laughs> I, I tried to do, I wanted to do a funny or die thing video with him. Oh, yeah? Um, And he, he yeah, he's like a, he was on Top Chef. He, yeah, I looked it up first and then I was like, so he's into like burgers. All right, he's we'll like talk a, about that. Like and young, then I realized that it wasn't you. And no, he's, like, a, he's a, a young, uh, I, I think he's Korean. Uh, I think so, yeah. Korean American and uh, with sort of like frosted blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I thought you were just posting funny like stock photos that you no, found. No, he just like, ruins my Google <laughs> alerts. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're, it's. Brian Husky across everything, yeah. right? There's a lot of Brian Huskies. There was a there, there was a country singer in. Sorry. Oh wait, I'm getting I'm getting a call. Pretend like this is my call. Yeah, oh, sorry, it's my, my fault. Sorry about it's this. My agent. Okay, no. <laughs> you um, booked that commercial that you guys screamed at that oh casting director. I just got a square one out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is so great. <laughs> Uh, but he, uh, what were we talking about? You had a bunch of Brian Huskies. That oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there's a country singer and, um, he was in Charlotte and my family, uh, friends of my family went to go see him because I was playing at a band at the time uh-huh. and they were like, Oh, I guess Brian's doing some solo stuff. <gasps> and they come in and it's like this grizzled old, just, they legitimately thought it was you yeah. that was performing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's were, nuts. I know. And they're like, Oh, he looks terrible. <laughs> 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 when do we schedule our intervention? Yeah. Um, oh, this is interesting. 90s Forever wants to know uh, best and worst advice for someone getting into improv. Hmm. Um, okay, so worst advice would be uh, do it with the intention that it's going to lead to work. Ooh, yeah, that's really terrible advice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do it, yeah. If you do it, you have to, uh, and then the best advice is like, do it with enjoyment in mind. Yeah. Do do it, do it for the the sheer experience and and also what it will do to your brain, which is a very good, healthy thing, I think. Yeah, it exercises all these muscles in your brain. And also, uh, I always think improv philosophy should translate into real life philosophy really well. You said that, yeah. And I, I, maybe I I addendum, like the other good thing is like apply it to your life. Yeah, say yes and follow your fear are like two of the biggest things that I, I think are most applicable to real life scenarios. And I forget it all the time, Mm -hmm. like, because it's not, 
you know, it, it, like doing improv is where I feel most comfortable a lot of times. And yeah. I was like, well, I should do this in life. It'll make it a life. You've gotten comfortable being uncomfortable. That's pretty much what improv is, right? It's just going kind on of. on being uncomfortable. Y- y- no, I mean, initially. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it is that thing. You have to, un. it's a lot of unthinking. It's a lot of zinny kind it's of stuff. It's meditation in a way. Yeah. Right? You have to not, you have to be absolutely in this moment right now, just engaging with the other person. Right. And then. Don't worry about what just happened or where it's going. Just mm-hmm. trust that each each moment's going to lead to the next thing. Um, and then you can have the perspective on it once it's done. You're like, oh, that was a good scene. Right. Or, yeah. oh, that was a bad scene. Good thing we didn't invest, you know, money in it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or this isn't anything that we wrote. Yeah, you know the, right? Netflix isn't. We didn't pitch this scene to Netflix yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is that the I'm more scared of written stuff. Like, really? I, I, I don't... I, Stand up, I wanted stand up made me feel lonely. Like yeah. the times I tried to do it. One of the questions I was gonna ask, what's the difference for you, stand up versus improv, in terms of like dealing with an audience, dealing with yourself scenario? Yeah, I don't know. It like I I didn't like being beholden to um to the same thing each time. Mm-hmm. Um and but I also like doing stuff with other people. Yeah. Um and I and I also don't think I had the patience to to revisit something over and over again. Like it wasn't as interesting to me to kind of like, all right, I'm going to get the audience with this again yeah. and manipulate them. I liked it gets stale. Yeah, but the weird thing is like it's strange that I I think I gravitated towards improv because um I, you know, I like genuinely I kind of like security and and predictability and yeah. and, and stability and stuff. But there's something very familiar, probably what I grew up with, maybe uh, about kind of like the unknown and chaos and stuff. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, and I, it's an addictive feeling, the high of producing something from nothing that works really well. Yeah. And knowing that that was a spontaneous moment that existed only in that moment. Right. Yeah. And there's something very euphoric about that. And I think it's telling that, you know, I don't. I don't do extreme sports or you know, any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Why I would do some I don't other version, that. right? It looked like it. Yeah. It would totally looked like it. Yeah. Um, what about that GoPro commercial you're in? That was CGI. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it's it. just my hands. <laughs> my hands got the ad. Do you get perks after these commercials? Do you get free swag? Not m- much. Really? No, that's surprising. <laughs> I know, right? What's the best piece of anything you've gotten from like a shoot or a commercial or an ad in some? In any capacity. I'm not good at asking for it. So Oh, I'm with you. That yeah. I'm like, if they give it to me, that's amazing. And I'll in my brain have secretly wanted it the whole time, but I'll <laughs> I, never ask. I did these this series uh the uh, swagger wagon that mm-hmm. was like this thing uh for Toyota, uh the Sienna. And my agent was like just relentlessly trying to get me a car. He's like, he, he he will drive a Honda around town unless you give him, you know, a Toyota. Da, da, da. Oh, wow. And I never gave it what to me. What a threat. Yeah. What a deep cut threat. I know, totally. And then, you know, but then you hear like people who are like voiceover actors who are given like a Lexus. Yeah. Like, but they don't even know the face. What's going on? That's crazy. Uh, I know. I've got to get better at that. I, I, I could have gotten some free buy vitamin water this recent thing I did, but I don't want that product in my body. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. Go bye-bye. Okay. Gas Daron wants to know, have you ever had a pickle wrap? Mm, A pickle wrap? I've had a fried pickle. 
Mm, those are good. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, uh, so oh, yeah, because you're from North Carolina, so I assume mm-hmm. you've had everything fried. Yeah. Like, fried lots, Oreos. Lots of fried, disgusting. Yeah. No, and you just diabetes. went back, right? You said, mm-hmm. and yeah, visited I to, family. I went to South Carolina to mm-hmm. Cherry Grove, um, and then I drove up to Wrightsville Beach to see a friend of mine in North Carolina. Very but cool. Originally from north and i mean you don't have any of the accent at all my best friend mamory hart is from north carolina yeah. and she has a twang yeah for sure i ha- i will get a twang like uh-huh. i i think my twang was stronger earlier this week when you yeah the residual being home around yeah. everyone else yeah and then my daughter started to get it she was kind of jokingly with like speaking so that and then she started <laughs> actually having it and i was oh, like oh what of us what of us does it does it creep out if you if you're drinking uh no because that's, that's a very uh, common thing. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mamie only gets it when she's drunk and excited, or she's recently talked to her mom on the phone. Yeah, that it like I think that's heightens. It. I pick it up from, from. Yeah, that it's just shadowing. That all of a sudden I'm like, you sound like a cartoon character. I never had <laughs> much of one. Like a lot of people didn't think I was from there, but my family is like three generations from Charlotte. And really, oh yeah, like, oh wow, deep southern people <laughs> what's like the fair the if you have like a favorite southern hobby that you do when you go home um well eating barbecue not to sound sort of like but getting like vinegar yeah. based like a barbecue sandwich. yeah that's such a big thing there so good what what's the what is it about the vinegar that that um it just is like a it's just got a tang to it mm-hmm. and so you don't need the <laughs> i'll explain what vinegar does to you <laughs> I, I just don't understand. Like, it doesn't sound like it would be good. Well, but it, but, but it's such re- a big thing there. But in regular barbecue, you have like the red sauce that already, mm-hmm. but that, that has vinegar in it. Right. So it's just a little it's straight to the source. It's a little less of the ketchup. Oh, I know? see. Yeah. Okay, got but it. But then you can still put some of that bullshit on there if you want to. <laughs> but you do that bullshit. with you have some of that with coleslaw. Come on, guys. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Wake up. Dang. Twenty eighteen. Let's do this, society. <laughs> Schneider Sandra wants to know if you could choose whether or not to be able to read minds. Would you? What would you choose and why? Well, wait. If I could choose to, if you had, what the, would I choose? I would yeah. choose to read minds. Right. You would. I mean, that's the. If you could choose whether or not you had, I guess, a superpower to read minds. Right. If someone gave you, here's this coin. If you take this, you'll be able to read minds. Right. Would you take the coin or would you leave it? I'd take it. Really? Yeah. I think I'd leave it. Really? Yeah, it sounds noisy. If I, if I had control of it. No, yeah, that's the follow-up if question. It's, if it's like a Legion thing where I'm here, or, or Dr. X, I have to wear that fucking helmet. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> way. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, if I could control it, that'd be great. He asked me that because I'm bald. He thinks that all bald guys can read minds or want to read minds. That's just, just such a stigma. That's a stereotype. Such a stigma. <laughs> uh, Spirit Shield 178 wants to know favorite strain? Oh, of marijuana? Sure. Or a TV show. Which season three of which, the strange? Which episode <laughs> one? For sure. Uh, well, I also did want to find out because you're, I mean, I'm always curious when people are in the entertainment industry so much. Like, what do you watch? What do I watch? Yeah. I, well, like, I'm really, like, Legion is great. Okay. Um, 
I go in and out of watching TV. I, I genuinely get kind of stressed out at how much there is. There's so many options. Yeah. Do you have a guilty pleasure, like, turn off my brain, I'm going to watch this, like, reality show or this, like, thing that's just trash TV? No, those those make me more sad than anything. Oh, see, like, yeah, I got to learn that because I, I watch them thinking it's going to shut my brain off and then I'm full of anxiety no, afterwards. <laughs> I just, it makes me feel like, oh, God, it makes me feel like I'm hanging out at the mall with people I hate. <laughs> <laughs> force just like all day long like no I don't want to do this that's a very very accurate <laughs> statement about reality TV but yeah okay but I answer but, but like right now I'm watching Barry and Silicon oh. Valley and Legion so and um uh I watch a lot of documentaries do you yeah or if you go. like Legion you'll probably like Fargo Oh, yeah. I love Fargo. Oh, All so the Fargos good. are great. Yeah. Yeah. What docs have you watched? Uh, right now, there's one called Wild Wild Country. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're so obsessed. Uh, yeah, we're obsessed. That one's Sheila good. is the greatest villain to ever exist on TV. So confusing. Uh, I thought, uh, what's his face from the Donkey Kong documentary was the greatest villain? Uh, yeah. B- Billy Mitchell? Right, yeah, yeah. I thought he was. And then Sheila is coming for his title. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't poison anybody. He d- yeah, no. he didn't put beavers in a blender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so Spoiler alert, sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I saw the documentary and I was like, how have I never heard of this? Because it sounds so crazy. Well, that's, I mean, that's sort of the Netflix thing. Like, there's so much good stuff in there. But they just, I mean, they're even more so than Adult Swim. They just put it up. Yeah. It's scary to find it in a confusing (laughs) wall of panels. They weirdly nag you into watching their content. They do. Just like bully, like, Good luck. I don't understand why. Okay, Netflix, if you're listening, start off with recently watched and then, uh, you know, what's trending. Uh huh. And then, but don't jumble it up of like <laughs> kids' documentaries, yeah. things with foot feet in it. You know, <laughs> like, just like, make a yeah. choice. Cerebral crime dramas uh-huh. from yeah. Denmark. I'm like, there's, what? Yeah, there's a much more effective way. Based on something you don't know about yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something we've been observing on your yeah. Alexa when you cry at night. You need something like this um okay mrs katie dallas one wants to know what would you do if you had one day left oh god such pressure oh boy <laughs> yeah. such pressure yikes uh i mean i'd be with my daughter you know yeah. and we'd figure it out <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fair and very sweet and i recognize that there were probably there would have to be like two hours of of uh you know, her checking Instagram and yeah. doing her slime. Yeah. What's your, uh, as a dad with a daughter that is like prime, was it Gen Gen Z? Is she part of Gen Z? I think Z? so. Is uh, that the, no. I think so. There's a different. There's millennials. Millennials and I think then, are all over 18 then, Wait, below millennials and uh-huh. centennials, I think. Oh, I, so I'm not totally. Yeah, I heard this the other day. It was another kind of. Generation in there. Yeah, sort of uh, Roman numeral sort of category. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a weird pretentious title Cent- for Centurions? Your yeah, centurions. <laughs> yeah. Centaurs. It's a, battle, it's a Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, thing. centaurs. Oh, yeah. There's been an era of centaurs. Um, well, what, she's a tween. Right. So. so what do you have like rules on like get off your phone I'm or like. Not great at it. Do whatever I mean, you want. Go, go in and out of it. She has a very fluid, like she'll, I mean, it's pretty much all making slime. So she'll make slime yeah. and kind of listen to That's it. That's the best activity a tween could have. Yeah. The safest, healthiest activity. She's watching these, she always seeks out such cool stuff. Like when she, 
she was on Musically for a while. Oh boy! And, oh yeah. god! And did she, we had this profound discussion the other day. It's like <laughs> it's interesting how I used to do Musically, but I just don't find it interesting or anything now. And I was like, yeah, that'll happen. You'll Growing lose up, into, like, <laughs> but I didn't want to say like soon this slime thing will probably not make sense <laughs> to you. But, <laughs> but she found in in that she started following some people uh, who had like physical deformities mm-hmm. and a lot of trans uh, kids. Mm-hmm. And she would sort of say, Dad, this guy's so funny. He has something on his face, but he's so funny. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy, a kid who like had pretty much like a elephant man sure. level of like really stuff. And I and I love that she was just like, he has something on his face, but he's so funny. That that wasn't the yeah, yeah. that wasn't the takeaway. So That's she amazing. she lists she on YouTube she watches a lot of sort of these um, animated confessional stories, and a lot of them right now there are a lot of stuff about sort of the awkwardness of like being a tween or, mm-hmm. acts, you know, having a crush on somebody or feelings and all right. this kind of stuff. So like, all right, you're seeking, you're not, you're not hurting your brain. She, you know? Yeah. No, she's seeking out things that are fascinating and yeah. give her a broader perspective of like humanity. Yeah. Cause she's very private and she's very, um, like, like I was saying, she has to find stuff herself, she, right. you know, or independent. You, yeah. You can't, you have to kind of be like, just leave it on the table and she'll find it. But you have to make sure. Put the breadcrumbs down and yeah, hopefully exactly. she arrives there. Yeah. If but she, to answer your question, I should, we should lock it down a little bit. More. I mean, she sounds like so she's hard. okay. She yeah. sounds like she should give me advice about navigating the internet. Yeah. I imagine but, people who grow up natively with all of these tools are probably better equipped to handle it than say myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she does have, I mean, she just got a phone. Uh, recently. Oh, that's good. So she had some perspective of not having the phone. Yeah. Which is, I think, rare for probably so peers too. her age. Yeah, I, I think guess, so well, too. I mean, a lot of her friends aren't going to get them until they're 15. I didn't. Oh, so her, you. Her mother and I, like, we're divorced, um, but there was a little miscommunication as to what the timeline on that was. And sure, sure. Was a, a little sooner <laughs> than I wanted, but. Sure, sure, sure. It happens. It fully happens. Yeah. Uh, we're almost to the end of the podcast, but mm. I have to ask. About the dogs. Okay. You have two of them, right? Ep- Epi and Raichu. They are goddamn adorable. They're cute, right? <laughs> yeah. What kind are they? Uh, Epi is like a Wheaton Terrier poodle mix. Uh, yeah. From, got from the the Burbank uh, shelter. Oh, great. And then Raichu is a um, Pekingese Shih Tzu. Okay. A Pika shit. Perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, and we got him from some woman who is basically a dog hoarder <laughs> perfect how old are dog. they uh epi is probably eight well and then raichu is probably two and a half they are so cute are you they're, you seem obsessed with them because they're very easily like obsessible they're pretty obsessible yeah. i was like i'm the most reluctant dog person like i used to be these we used to have this wonderful big dog named lily mm-hmm. and uh then we got Epi, so Lily wouldn't be lonely. And I, I at that time in my life, I, everything stressed me out. So I was sure. like, oh my God, the dogs, that is a mania. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was a kind of, I realized I was almost like that kind of dad who's like, well, I don't, I don't give you a hug, but I love you. You know, I was like a reluctant kind <laughs> of. Is it like a military dad? Yeah, yeah. But there's something about Raichu just that melted me. I was like, I mean, uh. And just, and I think also Isla's love of dogs yeah. has melted me. She just got a, at her mom's house, uh, they just, they already had two dogs and then they got a third one, a pit bull named Cammie, who oh. is 
And I was like, oh my God, I, I love Cammy. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's really cute. Do you have the most embarrassing? I also have a dog, and like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a different pers- version of myself when uh, it's just me and my dog at home. I right. find myself in full audible conversations with my yeah. dog with yeah, yeah. no call and response. It's just me yeah. shouting out into her like face that looks confused. <laughs> Do you have like embarrassing dog owner behavior? Not embarrassed. I mean, I've, I I have this bit that I do more with myself. I come in and I'm like, hey, guys, what you been doing today? <laughs> and I'm like, guys, what's going on? And I'll like chase them around, ask, just screaming. And they're like, what have you been doing? Why won't you open up to me? They, they think it's funny that I'm chasing them, but they don't know. Yeah, you're like, I'm doing this bit for you guys. <laughs> I should film this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Neighbor's House season uh, special three. Uh, yeah. Get some doggos that's in a, there. That's the third one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, this has been so fun. Thank you great. for making time. Oh, my God. This is so great. Um, for people that don't know, where mm-hmm. can they find you online and where can they watch Mr. Neighbor's House? Uh, online and in this online stuff, there's a link to uh, to the specials. Uh, both on Twitter and Instagram, I am the Brian Husky. Great, yeah. Don't follow that chef. No, God, Watch it's out. so boring. If you want to see burger shots, <laughs> who cares? Uh-huh. And then, um, and then it's on the Adult Swim website, uh, which is kind of hard to navigate. Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but right now they have both specials paired up together on the same page. Um, so you can, I recommend starting with Mr. Neighbor's House and then moving yep. on to Mr. Neighbor's House too. Chronologically. Chronologically. Might be the best way. Um, we're yeah. going to give you the gift that we give everyone, a personalized Ooh. fortune cookie that Julie has for oh, you. Dang. Yeah. Um, personalized? Yeah. Well, you know. We, Jeez. Wait, did you make the cookies? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we bought them. Oh, okay. I didn't know what to, to what to They to might personalize. be weirdly stale or weirdly oh yeah these are not fresh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right this uh, oh i got two of them oh oh, oh no it's really just long one really long one all right <laughs> this one says mr rogers will haunt your dreams for your tribute but he actually be really but he'll actually be really sweet about it it'll essentially feel like therapy Aw, that's there you go. nice. That's very nice. As long as he keeps his shoes on. <laughs> yeah, dear God. <laughs> Too uh, go check out Brian Husky online, guys. And please go watch uh, Mr. Neighbor's House. It is so good. Yeah, Mr. I, Neighbor's House and Mr. Neighbor's House too. Too. There's hey. double the pleasure, double the fun. And maybe you'll see him in a double mint commercial soon. So. <laughs> Great product. Great yeah. product. Great product. Great product. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Not too deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. Music.